You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, good morning, everybody. Hey, it is Melanie Mitro, and we are live with a business tip Tuesday. It is Tuesday, February the 13th, just one day away from Valentine's Day. And I am totally feeling the jet lag after um, being on the West Coast for a few days to do a leadership conference uh, for the company that I'm a part of. So one of the things that they asked me to speak about at that conference was time management and life balance. And, um, and I'm excited to kind of bring you a series over the next few days and talk to you about this concept. So um, I actually started, we're gonna walk through something like this called time blocking today. We're going to talk a little bit about priorities, um, setting some boundaries. Um, so I'm excited to share with you guys. And please feel free at any point in time to just drop me a question if you've got questions about how I make this work for me. So let me give you a little bit of backstory, right? So I joined, I joined and began and launched my business venture. Uh, it'll be seven years in May that I started on this business venture. And if you know a little bit about my story, then you know that I have my master's degree in special education. I have an undergrad in psychology. I left my career as a full-time director of early intervention after the birth of our second little guy was born. And we made the decision to be, um, to be a one family income for me to stay home. I really wanted to raise my boys. And then this opportunity fell into my lap when I was personally looking for a way to get back in shape. And um, and I find that this business was such a blessing to me. It really unlocked the potential for all of these characteristics and qualities that I never knew that I had when it came to leading and teaching and inspiring others and using social media to build a brand. And I absolutely love what I do and I love teaching other people how to do it also. So, you know, if you look back, you know, six and a half years ago, I maybe am where you are right now today. And a very private social media, no Instagram, no YouTube. I did not have a blog. Um, I had no idea how to market myself and I did not want to be considered a salesperson. But I was very, very passionate about the way that I had been changed through the company that, that I was a part of. And I wanted to unapologetically share that with other people because I believed that there was another way out there to lose weight. There was another way to get in shape and you didn't have to starve yourself or do a crazy crash diet or eat a cabbage soup diet, right? And so for once in my life, I finally realized that I could eat really great food. I could lose weight. I could work out from home. I didn't have to go to the gym. And I wanted to shout that from the rooftops. 
And when I joined and signed up, I literally went from being a stay-at-home mom that did all of the cooking, all of the cleaning, took care of the children, you know, made sure dinner was on the table when my husband got home, to being obsessed with my new business venture, being obsessed with learning how to put myself on, so on social media, expanding my contact list, sending invites, running my online accountability groups. And what ended up happening is like the rest of my life came to a screeching halt. Like the dishes were piling up in the sink and the laundry was overflowing. And my husband was like, good Lord, I need underwear. Like you need to do some laundry today. And I could not get my head out of my computer. I was so excited to put information out there to learn everything that I needed to know so that I could be confident. But I literally stopped doing all of the other responsibilities that I needed to uphold as a mom and a wife. And, um, and so what happened is this, this resentment started to build because I wasn't communicating to Matt what the heck I was doing on the computer all day long. And I wasn't, I was distant and I wasn't talking and nothing, you know, the house was just like a hot mess all the time. And unfortunately, right, it came to a point where we had to have a pretty, pretty big argument before I had a reality check that, hey, the world didn't revolve around Melanie and her new business venture, that I had to learn how to manage my time and I had to learn how to have balance. And so, you know, Matt gave me sort of this ultimatum where he was like, hey, you either need to, you know, you either choose your business or you choose us and, and the family and we can't continue to go on like this. And so that was that was really the reality check. And it was a good thing that we were able to talk it out and that he was able to say, you know what, Mel, I don't really want you to quit your business, but we need to communicate better. There needs to be, you know, scheduled work times. We need to have quality time as a family. And so, so that was sort of where the beginning of me embracing this concept of managing my time came into place. Now, we all have the same 24 hours in a day, and it's what we do with those 24 hours that actually dictate whether or not we are productive or successful. If I look back to the first you know, eight months of my business, I spent a lot of time on social media. Facebook, scrolling the newsfeed. I would sit down to work and I would just scroll. I'm like, 20 minutes, I'd sit here and scroll, I'd look for ideas, I'd look for inspiration. Now we watch people's Instagram stories. And what would happen is I would spend 20 to 25 minutes getting inspired and calling that work time and then one of the boys would wake up. And because I was home all day with them and there I had no help, I didn't have a sitter, um, I now, my work time was now over. And I found myself getting frustrated and irritated and um, anxious because I wasn't doing the vital behaviors, my invitations, my connections, my social media posts. I wasn't doing the things that were actually moving my business forward because I was wasting time. So the first few things that I did were I learned to create a schedule. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about managing our time, getting laser focused on the most important things that we need to do to get our business done. I'm going to talk to you as, as, as a new coach, right? So I'm going to talk to you as I was six years ago, just launching my business, trying to manage being a stay-at-home mom, but also building this new venture. Maybe you have a full-time job, right? And you're trying to fit your new business venture that you foresee could eventually become a significant source of income, but you're gonna have to work hard at both until you figure it out. So what I would do is every single Sunday, I started having a planning session with myself. 
I would sit down on Sunday mornings before anybody got up. It was also my workout rest day, so I didn't have to work out. Um, I would do my planning as far as my nutrition for the week, and I would also do my calendar. And so I love Google Calendar because it allows my allows me to sync my phone um, to my computer. It allows me to also put in, you know, Matt's email address if I wanted to share my calendar with him, right? So uh, I like that that shareable function, but I also like that it sends me reminders and reminds me when it's time to move on to the next activity or task. So you can also use paper and pencil. I did because it's hard to do a screen share on here. I did make one that looks like this that I'm going to share with you today. <coughs> excuse me, that we are going to go over. So on Sundays, I sit down and I look at the week ahead. And I want you to get in the habit of taking time to do your planning. Number one, you're always going to say to yourself, I don't have time to plan. And you're going to think that you just need to get to work. But if you spend 20 minutes creating a plan, your productivity is going to go through the roof throughout the week because you took the time to plan out your week ahead. So first and foremost, put the things on the calendar that are that you can't change. Do you work a full-time job? Block that out, right? So block out your time. If you have an hour lunch break that you could potentially use to build your business, then you leave that little block blank. But block out if it's, you know, you start at 9 and you're done at 5 and you get an hour lunch break. You know, maybe you have 9 to 12 and then from 12 to 1 is blank and then you've got, you know, 1 to 5 and then do that every single day. You block out that time. If you work part-time, put that on your calendar. If you teach group fitness classes, put that on your calendar. If you've got a doctor's appointment, that all the things that are going on the calendar that can't be moved. Kids practices or if you're traveling or you have a doctor's appointment, whatever it is, that goes on there first. I, for me, I have my, my church on there. I've got my kids have a basketball game on Saturday. That's on my calendar. We're doing a, a charity event on Saturday. That's on my calendar, right? So you can see I've got these blocks of time of things that I know that are already scheduled in my week, all right? Then the next thing that I do is I go in and I put my, my workout because for me, that's a non-negotiable. I am not a good mom. I'm not a good wife. I, like, I'm, I'm miserable if I don't get my workout in. And because that is my business, it needs to be a priority, right? It needs to be something that goes in my day no matter what. So I schedule my workout. I don't leave it to chance that I'll fit it in throughout the day. I purposefully plan it out. And so here it is on my workout. Here's my calendar. Every single day actually says workout and shower. I put them together. Um, I started waking up at 5 a.m. because I'm better in the morning. I'm fresher. I also was trying to find pockets of my day where I had quiet time when the kids weren't awake that I could get my workout in and build my business. And so at five o'clock in the morning, when that alarm goes off, I know I have to get out of bed. I know that at 5 a.m. I cannot waste time when my feet hit the ground because if I press snooze, that 10 minutes or that 15 minutes that I'm sleeping in is 10 or 15 minutes that somebody else is getting ahead of me, that somebody else is, is you know, getting in that extra 10 minutes of invites or follow-ups that I'm not. So I know, 5 a.m., get out of bed. That's also 10 minutes more than, you know, that I have before my kids wake up. And I never know what time they're going to get out of bed. So it's that sense of urgency that I am creating in my day. So 5 a.m., my, that alarm goes off, my feet hit the floor, I go straight to the basement, right, to get my workout in, and I hit press play, and I'm going to go a little bit more into 
the details. So I schedule that out. Um, and then, you know, maybe you kind of say, all right, I'm going to work out and then I'm going to go, what are you going to do next? Are you going to say, I'm going to shower when the kids are awake, which a lot of times was what I would do. I would go directly from the basement to the kitchen table and I would put in an hour block of time where that was going to be my personal business building time. It was time to make a post. It was to check into my challenge groups. It was to do invites and follow-ups and add new contacts. And I would give myself maybe an hour to do those activities. And so I would put in another block, you know, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., you know, was my one hour personal business time. Then if I had, you know, knew the kids were going to be up, I would say, okay, from eight to noon, I'm mom duty, right? I got to be mom. I'm going to fit in a shower in there. Um, I know that lunchtime happens at noon. I know that the kids will probably watch TV for a little bit, 30 minutes. So during that time, I'll kind of schedule in check-ins where I can kind of check in and do some management during that time. And then I made it a point every single day as a stay-at-home mom to make sure that I was home at two o'clock for nap time. Even when my kids didn't nap, it was quiet time. And I created that pocket, not only for my own sanity, because I needed some downtime to recharge, but they needed to take a nap and I needed to build my business. And so I would say like from two to 3.30 was quiet time. And that was my time to not do the laundry, to not, you know, clean up the house or do the dishes. It was like two o'clock, they go down, I go to work. And it was like, I knew exactly what I was going to do. And so I'd sit down and I would say, okay, Monday, I'm going to write a blog post about this topic. I need to do these invites. I need to do these follow-ups. And then when they would wake up at 3.30 or around there, then I knew it was family time again until the evening, until about 8.30 when they would go to bed, that would allow me to go back to work. Every single day was different. Some days I had more time, sometimes I had less time, but I created these blocks of time, these productivity blocks that allowed me to be purposeful and focused. Then if I had evening calls, so for example, on this one you can see it says call, call. I have two evening calls on a Tuesday night. Now, I will always communicate this to Matt. And like, for example, this morning we were working out and I said, hey, today's going to be kind of a hectic day. I've got two evening calls because I've got some customers or I've got prospects or individuals that are part of my organization that work full time and I need to be available in the evening tonight. So you're going to have to do the bedtime routine and get the kids ready, you know, and, and read their books tonight, right? So I communicate that so that we're on the same page and I tell him why I'm doing what I am doing, all right? So I plan this out for the entire week and actually, to be quite honest with you, even on the weekends, on Saturday and Sunday, I look at those as my weeks, my time to get ahead. On Saturday mornings, even though I know I could still sleep in, I have got into the habit of getting up still at 5 a.m. in the morning. 5 a.m., workout, and then I get to do extra on the weekend because my husband is home. And it was so awesome because he would get the kids up in the morning. They would watch TV. He would get them breakfast. And I could get like a th solid three hours on Saturdays and Sundays of business time in that I couldn't get during the week because he was here to help. 
And if I got up early, it allowed me to get it all done before 10 a.m. in the morning, and then it allowed us to have the entire rest of the day to spend together. So I was very purposeful and planned, and then that also helped me from being frustrated and overwhelmed and anxious and going, oh gosh, I don't know when I'm gonna get my stuff done for the day, and then I was able to just get it done and not think about it. So what I want you to do is sort of be, is begin to create time every single week that you plan for the week ahead. Then the next thing I would do is once I had this time blocked out, I would say, okay, what am I going to do during that time? Because a lot of times we create these blocks and then we go, but what do I do? What do I do during that time? And what are, what should be my priorities? Well, that's a good question for you to ask yourself. What are your top priorities in the next seven days? Is it enrolling a certain number of new clients? Is it enrolling a certain number of new distributors? Is it creating a newsletter or a follow-up system? You know, is it a certain blog post that you would like to write or a video training you would want to do? Like, what are the things that you know you need to do that are going to push your business forward, that are going to give you a return on your investment you know not managing what you have but also making sure that you are growing and adding new people into that funnel of who you serve all right so what I would do is I have this little thing where I say what are my top three priorities for the for each and every day and usually I kind of create it as I go so Sunday I'll sit down and I'll say, all right, what are my priorities for tomorrow? And I can see, right, for example, today I wrote in here, right, I've got Business Tip Tuesday. Then I have like a little block of time after this to allow me to kind of do some catch up. But then I have emails. I need to, you know, do my follow-up emails. I need to answer my emails. I need, I'm going to create a blog post. So I have the blog post and what it, what my title is of that blog post. Um, you know, I have a post idea that I know I want to post that I'm going to do and, and something I want to promote. So I know from, you know, 1130 to one o'clock exactly the three to four activities that I am going to be focused on. I know that that's what I'm going to do, right? So I sort of, I begin to create these priorities and then, before I open my computer on Monday morning or whenever it's my scheduled work time, I refer back to my priorities and I say, is this exactly what I need to focus on for today? If the answer is yes, I open the computer and I get started. I've learned to not do the Facebook scrolling or Instagram scrolling. I have said to myself, Melanie, if you breeze through your work, if you get your whole to-do list done, then you can use that time at the end as you're like fun scrolling or checking out Pinterest or, you know, looking at the search bar on Instagram stories. So I've learned to kind of use the scrolling as my reward. The second thing I do is I set a timer for myself. So I will say, okay, I'm going to give myself 20 minutes to you know, check into the accountability groups that I run. And I turn off the notifications on my computer. Uh, for those of you that have Facebook Messenger turned on at all times, so you'll be in the middle of writing a message or a post or responding to something. And how many of you, it's like, bing, and a message pops up, and all of a sudden, you're a squirrel, and you're off over here answering this message. And then before you know it, that person asks for something. So you're over here on a website looking for the answer. And before you know it, you're like completely off track, and 20 minutes has gone by. So a one way to stop that from happening is to turn off the messenger. So if you look at the, if you look at your Facebook page on the bottom right where that chat bar is, there's a little wheel, your settings, click on that and say, turn off chat, turn it off. 
Those messages, when they when somebody sends you a message, it just goes right into the top. You see your little message, you see a number beside it, that's how many messages you now have. Then when it's your message answering time, you can answer those messages and you aren't distracted. It's been like that for six years for me. Secondly, I never leave my computer on. So I do not hear dings and beeps and blings of people when they're posting in groups or tagging me and stuff. That is another distraction. Turn off, keep everything on silent. I listen to music through my phone um, or podcasts through my phone or YouTube videos so that it's not open on my computer while I'm trying to work. If you are even more distracted, like if you get distracted by the notifications that show up on the left-hand side of your computer screen, for a long time, I put sticky notes there. I would put sticky notes up so I couldn't actually see when somebody tagged me in something. Just a very easy hack. And then the last thing is, my phone is always on silent. And when I am working on a specific task, I actually flip it over so that I can't even see it if there are notifications that show up. I do not have Messenger turned on on my phone. Again, those messages just go right in there. When I open Messenger, then I can see it. Facebook and Instagram, always turned off for notifications on my phone. That way, I am not distracted when I'm in the middle of playing a game with my kids that my phone is sending me like dings and beeps and messages. I can be fully present where I'm at. So that sort of is the, the time management piece that I use. now. When I sit down to do my work, I focus. I set the timer, 15 minutes, check my emails. All right, emails done, close out my Gmail, go to my group, check into my training groups or my accountability groups, and I just go down through my favorites, and I, and I just go down through the list. Answer them, get out. Answer the next group, get out of that group, move to the next. And I just move through in a sequential order based on what I need, what's the, what takes the most priority first. Set a time limit. It's really easy to get lost, especially now, because my kids are at school all day long. I could sit at my computer all day long, but there's no reason that it should take me four or five hours to get through all of my messages, right? So if I set a timer, 30 minutes, done. It helps me to sort of race against the clock to get in, get out, and move on with my day, all right? Then I have my my scheduled times where I am done. So at 3.50 in the afternoon is when my kids get off the bus. For the most part, right? For the most part, I am done with my work at 3.50. I want to be present with them when they get home. We have snack together. We do homework. We have dinner. And so I have a reminder that sends me a notice at 3.50 that I've got 30 minutes to finish up the task at hand before the kids get off the bus. Or maybe if you have a 1 to, you know, 1 to 2.30, like, nap time that you're pretty sure your kids will be asleep for that time, 1.30 would be your end time. It'll send you a, a notification at 1 o'clock for your Google Calendar to say, hey, you're coming down the last 30 minutes. You better have the most important activities done for the day. And then all I do is if I didn't get to finish something, I move it to the next block. So when my kids go to bed at night, there's an hour for me to come in, check messages, do anything that I didn't get to do earlier in the day, and then I set my priority for the next day. What do I need to accomplish on Wednesday or the following day that will help continue to move my business forward? 
I'm constantly evaluating my progress uh, based on my return on my investment and my activities. Am I doing activities that are growing my business or am I just managing what I have? So very, very important that you stay in that growth part of your business versus going into management mode. Same thing when you are talking about building a team and building an organization. I always focus my personal business time first, then team time second. So let's say you have a few team members and they want to set up calls with you or they, you know, you want to do a training with them. I still, I still set up my personal business time first, but let's say you have an hour commute to work or you're going to be dropping your kids off at basketball practice and you're going to have an hour while you're sitting there watching them. You could easily do what I do and maybe on a Thursday night when they're at basketball, you know, you can schedule out two 30-minute sessions. And so what you can do is you can work your one-on-one -on -one times based around when you're going to be doing laundry or when you're going to be driving or when you're on your commute or while your kids are busy. If you have scheduled times when people ask you to set up a call, now you can give them specific times that you have set aside that do not bleed into your personal business time. All right? So... Those are some of my top time management tips I do. Then I look back, you know, at the end of every week and I ask myself, how did I score? Did I have new customer signups? Did I have new enrollments into my organization? What was the number of sales that I made? How did I do with spending my time? Where did I find myself wasting time? And so as I went through this process, week after week after week, I started to become more efficient more effective. I understood how long it would take me to do certain activities. And then I got to the point where I said to myself, you know what? This, these certain activities such as, you know, scheduling my posts in accountability groups, that's something an assistant could help me with. That's something, that's an administrative task. And I learned how to delegate and hire help. As my team grew and, and I was still a stay-at-home mom, I realized that, hey, a couple of hours a day where I hire out uh, a babysitter to come and play with the boys from you know eight in the morning until 10 is perfect. I can get uninterrupted two extra hours of business time in addition to still getting that hour first thing in the morning before they wake up. Then when the babysitter leaves and the kids take a nap, I still have another two, an hour and a half, right? So I didn't just say, oh, I have a babysitter for two hours. Now I don't have to work during nap time. No, I looked at that as an addition to my business. I looked at that as a way for me to like 10X my myself and to be able to move forward, all right? So as I began to have success, I started to add new levels to my business. But the one thing I will leave you with, and we will talk more about this next week, is this setting boundaries. And that's going to be our topic for our Business Tip Tuesday next week, is when to shut it off um, and, and set those boundaries in your business, is that when it is time to be with your family, it is time to be with your family. Get into the habit of not taking your phone or computer to the dinner table. When you're playing a game with the kids, leave the phone on the kitchen table. Turn off the notifications, right? It is better for you to spend one to two hours of 100% 
quality time with your children or your spouse than to spend six hours in a day with you and your head in the phone and them playing around you. That is one of the biggest things that I hear from other people is that guilt that they're working all the time. But you have to understand, nobody is telling you you have to work 24-7 to be successful. You need to just be purposeful with your time that you do have and that will give you the opportunity to be focused, to get the right activities done, and then when it's family time, it is family time. People can wait a few hours while you are enjoying your family's company, and if they can't wait a few hours before getting a response, then they really aren't gonna be your people anyways. But it's really, really important that you give you know your people, whether it's your customers, your, your new people on your team, and your family the best of you, and not what is left of you, right? So you want to be 100% present wherever you are at throughout your day. And every time I make the transition from one activity to the next, whether it is from managing my team to hanging out with my family, I will go through this practice of saying to myself, who needs me on my A game today? And how do I want to make people feel as I make this transition to the next part of my life? And that helps me to kind of have that separation from what I'm working on before and moving to what I'm going to next. Work in progress, just like changing your nutrition and fitness, what you practice is what you will master. If you don't take this on and start now, you will continue to be scattered. If you don't create a plan for your business, you will begin, you will continue to be disorganized. I promise you, use either a Google Calendar or a paper and pencil. And even if you say, okay, it's Tuesday, start it today. Sit down and block out your time, make your list of your top priorities for the week, plug it in what activities you're gonna do when, schedule your downtime, communicate it to your loved ones or people that are gonna be affected, and I promise you, you are going to see your business grow, your peace is gonna get better, your anxiety level will decrease, and you will feel a thousand times more organized. All right, I hope this was helpful for you guys with today's Business Tip Tuesday. I'm excited to see you back here next week where we're gonna talk a little bit about your priorities um, and how to manage those. All right, let me just see if there are any questions here. How did you make improvements when you were continually going overtime on an activity? Denise, I worked faster. Or um, I would say to myself, I would plan out the activity ahead of time. If it was a blog post, I would make sure I knew what I was going to blog about the night before. I would sometimes gather the pictures ahead of time and get them all ready to go, right? Um, I, would, I would work fast. I was efficient. If something was taking me too much time, I would either say, you know what? I need to stop this and I'll finish it tomorrow. Or I would say... Um, I would say to myself, all right, I can finish this activity, but then that means I'm going to push other things back. But I will tell you, I always do my invites, my con adding to my new contacts, my follow-ups, the things that actually bring me business versus my content and adding like new videos or trainings. I did the most important activities first, always first, and I always worked as fast as I could in that process, all right? Setting a timer helps me personally because I don't wanna waste time. If I know that I have 15 minutes to answer messages, I am going through my messages very, very quickly. It's making me accountable to the clock instead of just sort of working through the motions. When it comes to being focused, 
you have to learn to stay focused. When, you, when you're checking your email and you see an email from Nordstrom's, you have to be disciplined to say, I'm not gonna open that email right now because I'm gonna end up shopping because I'm supposed to be responding to my customers. And so you have to learn how to be more focused by being aware of what choices you're making and redirecting yourself in another way. Um, being more focused also means eliminating the distraction. So if you can't work at the kitchen table while your kids are playing, then you have to find, you have to get up earlier or stay up later or go to the coffee shop. You have to find a way to create a place where you are focused. So for example, like there are certain activities I can't do when the kids are awake. I can't write a blog post, right? That has to be something that I do in silence. It takes me less time and I'm more focused. I can check in with my accountability groups when the kids are watching TV because that doesn't require as much intense focus. So just little, little things that have worked for me, but because I just constantly am working at it is how I've been able to accomplish it. All right. Okay. Um, make you feel guilty. I'm Katie, it does not make me feel guilty because um, I was spending all my time on my computer working and my kids were playing around me. That made me feel more guilty than saying, I'm going to work for two hours, right? And, and my kids are going to get to play with another friend. And then when I come back, I'm 100% mom. I'm 100% present. The guilt went away. Look, it's unrealistic to think that you can build a significant business and wear all those hats. I'm just going to be realistic with you. You know, that's that's very near impossible. So, you know, you're going to have to say something's got to give. What is it going to be? My sanity, the time I spend with my kids, right? Two hours a day, not really a big deal, or two hours, three times a week, trust me, you'll be a better mom and wife because you have better boundaries set. Okay, um, last last question, then we'll be done. When do you work on your personal development? First thing in the morning. For me, first thing in the morning, when I am sitting there waiting for my pre-workout to kick in, waiting for, you know, after I've eaten my, pre, my pre-workout meal, I will sit there and give myself a good 20 minutes. That's when I read. It's quiet. I, I read, you know, for about 20 minutes, and then off I go for the rest of my day. All right? So, or I listen in the car. It's, I listen to podcasts. I listen to recorded calls. I listen to audiobooks as I'm driving, um, when I travel, when I'm doing laundry. Any chance I can get the radios never on, I'm always listening to recordings or podcasts or audiobooks. All right. Okay. So guys, that's what I've got for you guys today. I know there's lots of questions on this, but I promise we will continue the discussion next week uh, and we will go over more things that you guys have. So start making a list. I will see you back here next week for Business Tip Tuesday. Have an awesome week and thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys later. Bye everybody.